Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. Today's podcast brought to you by... Yeah, I'm going to do a Tim Ferriss and spend the first 20 minutes of the podcast telling you who's paying me to talk. I don't think so. So guys, uh, today I want to talk to you about unconsciousness. You know, the average person that you will meet in your life, including your family, is going to be unconscious. That makes being you, who's studying higher consciousness, unique. And that's confronting. Sometimes it's lonely. Sometimes it feels really good not to be unconscious. But the majority of the world lives an unconscious life. It's called a quiet life of desperation. Trying to fix things that can't be fixed. Waiting for the kids to grow up. Hoping that things happen the way they like and having lots of opinions about what's right and wrong. This existence and people you know, your family and friends and all sorts of people around you will live this life unquestioningly searching for answers that are, don't exist and waiting for D-Day, which is the day they go in their grave and trying to enjoy life as much as possible in between. And this is called a quiet life of desperation. Um, and there's nothing, there's nothing, we're not here to condemn what other people do. What we're here to say is that there's a big difference between that and what you've decided to embark upon in your life by listening to this podcast or by doing coaching with me is to live through higher consciousness. And that's a, a, a huge difference between all the TED Talks and the, uh, the videos that are out uh, and the books that are written and all the things that the, the prescribe mechanisms for survival um, and uh, create envy um, of others and, and imply that somebody else has got a better life than you. You know all this is, is complete bunkum and it's, it's what makes the commercial world of self-help exist. So whether it's Tim Ferriss or whether it's Deepak Chopra or whether it's somebody else espousing the virtues of being spiritual and all these things, really they're just selling to a market that is like chicks with their mouths open. And that's the way it's meant to be. It's called lower consciousness. It's called uh, the unquestioning uh, acceptance of things. And it's, uh, it mostly comes from people who think that they think, but they don't think because they can't, because they're within the framework of their th own thinking. Um, there is no relativity in that uh, situation. Just to give you a few examples of, of, of that demonstrate lower consciousness, um, Kim Kardashian, a person with absolutely no business or no personal talent apart from big breasts, and the ability to be on TV in a controversial way uh, has just become a billionaire. She became a billionaire three th through three different things. One is her cosmetic range, which I can't imagine she has any skill in creating a product or a cosmetic, but has put her name to something and just sold it for 200 and something million dollars during the process of COVID. Her 
younger, uh, I think, cousin or sister-in-law or someone, 22 years old, is also uh, an entrepreneurial billionaire out of cosmetics created during the period of COVID where everybody was meant to be suffering and struggling. Kano West, his new shoe range has just been uh, valued at just under $4 billion and uh, has launched with Gap uh, a clothing range and it's gone to market with a market value before the products have been produced of $2 billion. Uh, where is consciousness in the universe? Where is it operating in those situations? The answer is it isn't. It's people uh, following uh, the music, following the Pied Piper and the rats just follow down the street. And uh, that's the way we can't sit back and go, gee, that's really bad or it's good or it's right or it's wrong. What we can say is with higher consciousness, there is a greater uh, awareness than that. And what, uh, nor can we say with higher consciousness that we're seeking to escape pain because that is the, the motive of lower consciousness. So higher consciousness sees things through a different lens. For example, technology is replicating human consciousness. We have a Wi-Fi, which means we can communicate from one side of the earth to the other side of the earth. I'm driving in my car at 100k, down the uh, highway to Melbourne and I'm talking to my client who's in Los Angeles who's driving in the opposite direction uh, at 120k and we're talking quite freely in cars. The mechanism of communication is a little black thing that's sitting on my dashboard uh, and an ear plug that's sitting in my ear, not connected to each other by wire and those little black thing on my dashboard is connecting through a satellite in outer space to someone in a car on the other side of the planet in real time. Now, we might think that this is incredible advances in technology, but relative to the human condition of higher consciousness, this is still primitive stuff. What it's searching for and trying to replicate is thought. And what a thought can do is go from one human being to another human being or one place to another place and understanding how thoughts move through the universe from us to other people gives us the power of leadership. It gives us the power of love. It gives us the power of uh, friendship. It gives us the power of health. It gives us the power that we seek in the world. And the mastery of thought means the elimination of distraction. And distraction is lower consciousness. Distraction is when the mind seeks pleasure, avoids pain. When the mind uh, seeks to uh, be right without wrong. When the mind tries to defy nature, it's, it's distracted. And it goes into the realm of emotion and fantasy and fiction and whatever it is, the mind goes there. And uh, quite often, as we've just uh, heard from uh, 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 Kardashian, quite often spends a lot of money to stay there thinking that if they buy a particular cosmetic or if they buy a particular pair of shoes branded by somebody who's very famous, uh, who is really quite human in their truth, but in very famous in their fantasy, that they will become like that person. 
and so they spend a fortune emulating and imitating. And envy is ignorance, imitation is suicide. We know that, and that's the world of the lower consciousness. It makes it also lonely from another point of view because our spouse or our spouse's family or our own family or uh, will not understand the, the value of living in a world of higher consciousness. They will, uh, for example, if you say, oh, I'm studying this particular uh, aspect of my work or I'm studying this particular, they'll go, what the hell for? It doesn't make money. It doesn't make your partner any happier. It doesn't build the kids up. What are you studying that for? And so uh, 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 they will, in a sense, denounce any attempt to step out from the masses step away from mass consciousness and cry at a funeral or laugh at a wedding or do everything that is considered to be the norm. But all of those things are not the aspiration, not the desire or the, the, the uh, call of the soul. And some of us in, in our lives, through pain or through incidents or just through blessing, have been called. And we get called to live in higher consciousness and that for create a future because it is that higher consciousness that leads the world into the future. And the world needs people to follow this other path while living in the real world. If we're not talking here about uh, traditional practices of trying to aspire to a higher consciousness by uh, distancing ourselves from reality, living in a cave or an ashram or becoming a yogi or anything. We're not talking about distancing ourselves from the reality. We're talking about living in the real world as a person with higher consciousness and yet, and, and not judging those who have lower consciousness, but at the same token, accepting that our world, our, uh, our place, our search, our quest, our mission is a lonely one. It's the call of the soul. Pythagoras is known to have given a lecture to who is another human being is, who has the call of the soul. And Pythagoras is known to be giving a lecture to 150 people, 140 people. And by the end of an eight-hour lecture, only one person was sitting in the room. And someone said to Pythagoras, don't you feel really shit that you couldn't entertain and hold the presence of all those people? And Pythagoras is reported to have said, well... Truthfully, I was only talking to one person the whole time. It just took a really long time for the, for the other 149 to leave the room. There is a way of looking at everything to see that there is a beauty in it, there is an, a magic in it, and there is the soul in it. And understanding the universal laws, call them of nature or universal laws, understanding how to apply those universal laws over and over again is understanding how to grow with the apple rather than to stay a pip. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.